Welcome to Raider Cop Nation, where we stand for the national anthem, proudly fly the flag, and never, ever kneel when the national anthem is being played. I'm your host, Alpha Mike. This is episode number 53. Never trust a pig. Never trust a pig. Episode 53. Now, I know you're saying, well, wait a minute. Last episode, you said it was 53 was policing the police, but we did a little rescheduling. And that might happen a little bit more frequent. Hopefully, it doesn't. But remember that my guest host, I uh, have to go based on their schedule. And I wasn't really content with some of the uh, content that I was going to be able to put together for that show. So we've rescheduled that down the line. Uh, how can I find out what's coming on next? You can always go to our website, of course. That's Raider Cop Nation, all one word, RaiderCopNation.com. And there on uh, the website, there's a section that says current and upcoming shows. Scroll down, you'll see uh, the current show and everything that is coming next. As additionally to that, we also have a lot of shows that we're going to be um, doing on firearms, and that's coming up. Um, it's going to be a two-part series. One part is going to be in 2008, and it's going to be about firearms. And if uh, memory, that starts uh, September 26th is our first episode, and I believe it's a three-part episode or four-part episode. And uh, again, all those show dates are on RaiderCopNation.com, and we're going to talk about firearms, uh, semi-automatic, revolvers, shotguns, rifles, polymer, um, uh, single action, double action, and what all that means. And um, of course, we're going to have the experts on here, Pistol Pete, Kilo Sierra are going to, is going to be out here also, and it's a three or four part series and we've broken down those dates instead of giving you the four-hour show and putting you to sleep. We're, we're going to stretch that out. And the f- second part of the firearms series uh, is going to be basically on concealed carry. And the title of that show is Who, What, Where, When, Why, and How. And that is a six-part series. And we're going to break down every element of concealed carry. Who should be carrying? What should they be carrying? Where would they be allowed to carry? When should they be carrying? Why? And, of course, how. And we're going to break those elements down in that six-part series. And that starts in 2019, kicking off in January. We have a lot on the agenda. There's a lot of not only firearms training that's going to be brought to you by the 09 training group, and that's going to, that is a part of our group here. And uh, it's also bringing in those subject matter experts that are our guest host and Pistol Pete and Kilo Sierra. And they're going to share their world of knowledge with the listening audience with you. You know, we thank you for being a part of the Raider Cop Nation, and we know that your time is valuable, so we really want to give you the best content that we can. So research, development, making sure I can get everybody um, on an interview circuit, um, getting better equipment, all those things have a price tag to them, and not only a monetary one, but also a of valuing time, and you have to kind of mush all that together and put the, so they will be at times that we might have to readjust the schedule. So if we have a show that's that's coming up and you want to hear it, and for some reason we rescheduled, it will not disappear. It will just be rescheduled somewhere else down the line. We'll do everything in our power not to make that happen, but Life is like that, my friends. Things happen. 
recently we've changed um, our our networking and how we're uh, sounding sounding a little bit better. And um, I I use a type of receiver system which is powered by it used to be powered by phantom uh, power phantom power that's what it's called. And it gives you a lot less power on your microphone. But I was noticing I wasn't really getting that sound that I wanted. So we've kind of readjusted that now. And we're plugging it into uh, Apple software. And we're getting a better sound. So hopefully this will uh, not have you fooling around with the volume levels. And we did receive several concerns about that in the prior shows, and we apologize. Remember, I used to always say, um, before I retired in 07, when I started doing podcasting, that if I was a professional at it, I wouldn't have to put a uniform on every day and go to work. Well, now that I'm retired, I need to get better at the craft, so... We're diligently working towards that objective. Let's be careful on it. Never trust a pig. This is the show that we're going to be talking about today. And it's a show where we, on earlier programs or episodes, we discussed politics. We've always made it known that politics is not something that we really care to indulge in. But unfortunately, politics has affected the law enforcement world. So not knowing the full effects of politics is a mistake. As a citizen and a supporter of your local law enforcement agency, you should be well-vested on how politicians are trying to ruin your agency in your neighborhood. If you're in law enforcement, you should also be well-vested and knowing what creepy legislation is coming your way to piss your day off. And if you're considering a field in law enforcement and you're listening to the podcast, you also need to take special notes on politicians that they will do everything in their power to make your career a living hell. I kind of want to call politicians public enemy number one, but then people would say, well, that's not very nice, is it? Yeah. It might not be, but you need to really consider are they even on the list of being a public enemy? I think they're there. I don't know what number they are right now, but they're on the list. And there's so many things that they do to undermine a simple procedure enforcing uh, the laws enforcing the law it's real easy but uh, as you'll hear here and you're hearing other episodes politicians love to bend the law for their own benefit you know we we've always made a segment of the conversation and we're going to always continue that but before we get into that part of the show, you know, I recently had the privilege of um, having a birthday that just passed, and I received an overwhelming amount of birthday greetings that really took me back. Uh, I think on Facebook, I had 233 uh, greetings, and they were mostly on Messenger, which I don't have Messenger, on my phone, so I'm not receiving any of this stuff, but I have to go to a computer terminal to see it, and the terminal tells me how many uh, messengers there were there were that day. 233 on Facebook, on the Raider Cop Nation, we received uh, a small amount also there, about maybe 30, 20 or 30, and uh, I said, well, I'm out of the woods, and then all of a sudden I turned... And um, I see on linked, I had an additional hundred some odd uh, messages there as well. So overwhelming people really taking time out of their busy schedule just to say happy birthday. And that means a whole lot, especially 
of those people that took the time to send their messages to my personal phone or call me, it, it means a lot. The older you get, uh, I guess the more um, satisfied you feel with what you've done in life. Not that uh, you say, well, I haven't done anything, and but you always feel that you can do a lot more. And your value level starts to dissipate after you retire also. And when you get that overwhelming support, just to say happy birthday, it means a lot to an old guy. So I thank everybody that took their time and uh, such great people. I mean, some of those texts and those phone calls really, really mean a whole lot to me. So I want to thank everybody that took that time. Believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. The new Nike slogan with their slow or with their logo boy on the front cover, Kaepernick or whatever his name is. And you start to wonder, or at least I do, what in the world could he have sacrificed? Was it a Snickers bar? A bag of Skittles? What in the world did he sacrifice? Well, it wasn't his job or his career because he was cut. And then he, as soon as he learned his fate through his agent, he immediately fell on his knee and started this communist plot that's overtaken the NFL. And, of course, involving the citizenry of this great country. So I wondered, what in the world did he sacrifice? Well, a lot of people say, well, his authenticity, the struggle, uh, police abuse. Uh, I start hearing all these things, but I can't really put my finger on it discrimination. I go, well, discrimination how? And uh, remember, we're talking to a person that had a multi-million dollar contract. I don't have a multi-million dollar contract. I don't feel like that. So I am trying to associate with this new slogan boy that Nike has picked and their new slogan, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Hmm. And I said, well, I can only have relevance to that comment in my life. What does that mean to me? So I saw the picture. It came out on September 11th. Somebody posted the World Trade Center engulfed in fire and a firefighter looking upwards towards the flames. And it said, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. How many firefighters sacrificed that day? Went into a building. They knew that they, first of all, they went into the building with heavy equipment ranging from 50 to 100 and something pounds in fire equipment, which you can imagine the heat that they have to endure in those suits and climb up, up towards a hundred and something stories, knowing that the building is in serious structural damage. Stairwells were, were inoperative. Doors would not open properly. People were hysterical. The chaos that occurred that day and as a firefighter or the brave 75 police officers that died that day, they all responded knowing that death was nearby. And I read this slogan one more time. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And they did. And their families that are survivors have survived even more. Little children with no father or mother that have grown up to be adults, 
they have sacrificed everything for what their parents believed in. That's my value system. I don't see eye to eye with Ike, Nike. Ike, Nike, Wikey, whatever the hell it's called. So I won't be buying the brand. And I know that a lot of older people won't. But here's a company that is bankrolling like a roll of dice that younger people will carry them in to the future. And a lot of these younger people live with mommy in a basement. So I don't know what the CEO is thinking, but I know that this was very well planned out. How do I know? How come you didn't make the announcement before school started? Like during the summer? Why did you wait for school to start? Maybe because you were afraid that people wouldn't buy your sneakers or your sporting outfits? Calculated, calculated, calculated. Why these crazy nut CEOs are involved in politics is the biggest Russian roulette I've ever seen. These are morons of the highest level. And if you have stock in Nike, God help you, because you might need uh, mental help uh, as well. Uh, how can I invest in someone that's playing politics with my money? This guy, their role was to make sneakers and sportswear. That's it. Why are, why are we playing this? You would have made a gazillion dollars. You don't need it. But we'll leave it at that because I'm sure there are people out there. No, no, you got it all wrong. He's going to make a gazillion dollars. You'll see. No. Whatever company, CEO that takes a position on either side to, to push out a large populace of the, of the United States has some serious issues. That goes on either side of the aisle. Can you almost drown in three inches of water? Either side of the aisle. I really always love to talk about the conversation. Every opportunity that I get to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ makes me fulfilled. It gives me purpose. And I will sacrifice what I have to sacrifice to mention his name and his ministry. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. What does that mean? Well, when I look above. Let me give you a, a real quick description. If you're going through a divorce, don't concentrate on the divorce. If you're going through a separation, don't concentrate on the separation. If you're going in between jobs, don't think I'm this uh, I'm disproportionate. I have no money. The end of the world is here. Uh, if if you're hungry and you can't eat on a regular basis, don't focus on the hunger. If you're going through an an illness a physical illness, and you're wondering, is there hope for you? Don't focus on the illness. Whatever you're going through, don't focus on what you're going through. Focus on what is above. And I'm going to tell you what's above. The Lord Jesus Christ, with such magnitude, has told us, fear not, for I have been victorious over the world. You see, your problem, he has already fixed. But 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 I really have a, a, a serious health issue that I might die of. Yeah, you might. But he's fixed it. That doesn't mean you don't have work to do. And part of that work is spiritual work and believing. And if you believe with all your heart and all your soul that Jesus Christ is Lord and he has uh, saved you of your sins and you repent as much, you win. You don't lose whether you live or whether you die. Because you don't die if you're a believer. 
you continue to live. Now that's deep. But what I can tell you is the Lord Jesus Christ has been victorious over the problem that you have. If you're looking for a partner to, to partner up with somebody to have your six, to come to your rescue, then that's the person that you need to focus on, Jesus. He definitely has your six. He will guide you through your situation, whatever it is, to victory. You will look at September 11th, you see all those terrible incidents that occurred, people trapped in that building, and it was horrible. Thousands lost their lives. Many continue to die as a result to September 11th too, the physical effects of after the building. Some, unfortunately, took to committing suicide, which there's no redemption of your soul for that. But they chose to jump off, let's say, the 80th floor because they didn't want to burn to death. They had moments of their life where they could have repented. I don't know if they did, but obviously throwing yourself off a building is not going to have salvation. It's sad. But what I can tell you is waiting and sitting back is not a good thing because tomorrow is not promised. The scripture tells us today, today is the day of salvation. What are we talking about today? We are talking about never trust a pig. Never trust a pig. And what we're focusing on is where did uh, this uh, concept of pig and police actually originate from? Now, not to bore you with a huge lecture on the word pig, a lot of people think that the term pig... In, reference, in referencing police or cop, actually came from the 1960s, let's say, the hippie era. Oh, it was used during that era, there's no doubt. I guess it fit their cause. But the actual word came maybe in the 1800s, and it, it originates from England or from London and the Metropolitan Police Force, Citizens were referred them to pig. Of course, it was an insult. It was not supposed to be a compliment, kind of hard to compliment anybody when you're talking about a pig. And so that has been transported uh, during the decades. And, of course, it came to the shores of America, mostly used during the 60s and 70s, of course, and we see the poster child to Nike, uh, Mr. Couplenickel, whatever the hell his name is, I don't really care what his name is, that he, when he would kneel, he would wear little pig police officer socks. And uh, there are a lot of people who thought that was very, very funny, and it, um, they didn't see the, the bad humor in it. They actually saw it as a good. And unfortunately, there is a society of people that do not like police officers. And we could be here all day talking about different types of people in society that may or may not like law enforcement. But that would take months on, on, on a podcast. So we can't do that. So let's take a political party. First, we're going to examine the Democratic Party. And we're going to ask simple questions. So, boys and girls, listen up, please. Make sure that your crayons and your cardboard boxes are ready for taking notes. Question number one. President Barack Obama, Democratic president and president for eight years in this fantastic country of ours in your own opinion 
do you believe that the president, President Obama, supported or was against police? Supported or against? Now, in the back row, how many say supported? Anybody? There is one hand being raised. Okay. Can you please stand up? Yeah. Idiots 101 is across the hall. It's not this class. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, bye. Now, how many times during his presidency when there was an incident of police action before any investigation, before any trial, before anything had occurred, President Barack or Barry Obama crucified the police prior or before that investigative process. He would lecture the nation and the police officers on their conduct, not knowing what really happened in that incident. Ferguson is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. He did that relentlessly for eight years, and he was dubbed the nickname Divider-in-Chief. But don't let the media tell you. They'll tell you something different. They might even tell you that he's quite fond of police officers. Really? And I'm playing short stuff. Never saw any demonstration of it. At least he didn't go out of his way to let us know. Question number two. Pay attention, class. Get our crayons and cardboard boxes ready. Hillary Clinton for or against police? Anybody that says four, any hands? No hands. So the majority of the class says against police, and that would be correct. So she's against police. Her attitude has shown that. Uh, I know for a fact many police officers, and there have been books written about this woman's behavior on Secret Service agents, which is despicable. And I know police officers in New York City that have told me stories of this lady's outburst against cops. Um, one such is an incident having involved a canine that was doing a search and she didn't want the dog in the same room with her and get that effing dog out of here and blah, blah, blah. So she would be classified... If there's any young children in the room, please cover their ears now as a bitch. That is correct. She will be classified as that. So she's not very supportive either. Now, lastly, Bernie the commie Sanders. Have you ever heard him really go to police balls and police picnics and raise money for police officers and help police Anybody? No hands are being raised. No. So let Bernie, I don't think, really likes cops either. Now, on a personal, I do have to stand up for Bernie a little bit. His wife is being investigated by law enforcement for mishandling $20 million. The investigation is pending, so that could influence Bernie's uh, decision, so... Let's let's take let's take Bernie off the list. We could be here all day looking at Democratic leaders, and you're not going to see any that are pro-police. On the contrary, they take their time to scrutinize police officers. They have to make split-second decisions in an instant, and they use it for a political tool. Recently, one of the family members, a victim of, of uh, September 11th, their loved one died, firefighter, in September 11th, and he came out and said that he recently saw on C-SPAN, a congressman, I believe he said they were, using September 11th as an excuse for uh, political ticketing or political slogan by saying that um, the September 11th thing is really no big deal. And he basically said, stop. 
And we'll post that on the show notes on Radio Cop Nation so you can see it. So politicians have no soul. You know, it was always said lawyers had no souls. Well, they're up there, too. They're sharks also. Not all of them. They, I believe there was once one that was good. But politicians outrank everybody. They're, they're on an island all by themselves. And when you, if you can use September 11th as a political platform, boy, something's mentally wrong with you. So we can look at this, that the Democratic Party just doesn't like police. Now, they, they do have favorite police people they do like. And I don't want to call them cops because Jay Hoover would get upset. He'd never like to be called the top cop, by the way. But he didn't see himself as a cop. Like, like FBI agents, they don't see themselves as cops. They see themselves as superheroes. So the Democrats do currently, currently like a couple of law enforcement officials. Uh, Comey, Mueller, all these people, McCain, McCabe, they're all in the we like law enforcement group. I wonder why. But they like them. So when we look at never trust a pig, we're not talking about the cop. We're talking about the person using the slogan. You see, what the Democrats, which have lost their party to a bunch of socialists, they pretty much got mugged at the podium. Remember when the, uh, the two black girls ran up to the podium and We'll, we'll find that somehow and post it on the show notes and push Bernie Sanders out of the way. And he stood there like a, a gutless idiot uh, because he didn't want to. They pushed him out of the way. They pushed him away from the podium so he could not talk. And they started just doing whatever they wanted. Well, that's what happened. These socialists pushed the Democrats out of their own party. So the movement started with walk away. The Democrats will tell you, ah, that's all nonsense, not true. People have been leaving in droves. Not only did they sign up to the losing team, they also know this is not the party that I believed in. Socialism has never helped anybody, with the exception of the Castro brothers. So if we sit here and we try to examine this new BS that people use, Democratic socialist. There is no such thing as a democratic socialist, folks. It's a made-up word. doesn't even make sense. How can you be a democratic socialist? Hello? Look up the word democratic and look up the word socialist and see if they have anything in common. They don't. But the media uses that, and that is, of course, uh, hypnotizing you into believing it is true. It is true. They are good. And then all of a sudden you fall into that trance and you start punching ballots. And they are good. They are good. Okay? Same thing happened in Venezuela, Cuba. We can keep on going on and on and on. So what is a socialist? A socialist is a person that wants control. Control of government. Bigger government. That government will control what you see, what you do, what you hear. Um, they will control product. They, everything that we produce, they will control the amount of it. Now, unfortunately, the sad part is that there's a group of mixed and delusional individuals that support something called progressiveness. And those progressive Democrats... I feel so sorry for them. They haven't noticed that they lost their party. And they're wandering around with ideas of yesteryear. It's like a, a Hillary Clinton campaign. It, it has no fruits of its value. And there they are wandering down Main Street trying to tell you all the greatness of progressiveness. But they got mugged. 20 minutes ago by the socialists and lost their platform. The country's headed towards socialism. It's creeping up on us state by state, locale by locale. 
soon it will engulf more than you want to swallow. Right now we have governors and states that you want to sound more communist than Che Guevara. And they are doing an outstanding job. They are taxing the hell out of people. Companies are running out of their states. Citizens are running out of the state of New York and California. Like Fred Flintstone, they're fleeing. Wake up, people. Why are Democrats slash socialists, soon-to-be communists, attacking law enforcement? It's easy. It's a powerful entity that they have to control. The only way to control it is to minimize it. How do you minimize it? You minimize its importance. You pretty much make them into a bunch of security guards. You diminish them morally. You, you scrutinize every move they make, and you basically make them look like buffoons with the media so that the crowds now hate police. We're at that stage. We're here. We have arrived. And now that we're here, we will continue chopping at law enforcement. What really bothers me is that you have these Democrats and these progressive socialists, whatever they are, these pinkos, and they'll turn around and they'll tell you, we support law enforcement. Really? When? I haven't seen it. They've got political hacks, and we have seen this with our own eyes, and we're witnessing it today in the FBI. They brought people up from nothing to run the agency of the Federal Bureau of Investigation for their own political will. That's what the Democrats did. That's what the Clinton machine did. That's what they created. So they would never be found of any wrongdoing. Now, I want to focus on this. Pay attention, kids. This is important. I need you to come closer to the speaker. Okay, you can put down your crayons. And I want you to hear. Because coming from a family that fled communism, I heard all the stories on how communism and socialism creeped up on their nation. You see, they never knew that what was coming was a socialist communist government. They believed it was chains, that they were the resistance, that the revolution was going to free them. And all it did was enslave them. So pay attention. Those that believe, I don't want to be a man today, I want to be a woman because I feel like a woman. I don't want to use the men's room, I want to use the ladies' room. I want to smoke marijuana and I want to be free about it. I want to go down the block and just puff, puff, puff all the way down the block. I want to just live my life and I don't want you to get involved in my life. If you fit any of these categories and you believe in very liberal subjects, I'm not judging you. I'm saying that those people exist. I love them just the same. If you believe in same-sex marriage, I love you just the same. You're running from the conservatives. You're running from the Republican Party, and you're in the hands of the enemy, and you don't know it. How in the hell would you know that, Alpha? Simple. How many... LBGT groups exist in Cuba. Anybody? Raise your hand in the back. Can you name them? There are no hands. How many exist in Venezuela? You see, the movement starts with democratic socialists. It sounds pretty. And we want the evil empire to go away. That's Trump. He's evil. He's the villain that they've created. We'll take over one day and he'll support us because we fought the villain. Then, before you know it, in a blink of an eye, they would have seized power and they're controlling. Like when 
Hillary was around, they had the fair doctrine. And that was whatever was on the airwaves like this podcast, you had to have an opposing position. Thank God that that thing is dead and buried. But that's how they control. There's people talking about controlling Facebook and let's control Twitter. And those are not conservatives. Those are not Republicans. Those are not nationalists. People that believe in capitalism saying that. You think they are. They make you believe they are. No, that's them, the pinkos. Because they want to control if you're dumb enough to tell your local congressman, I want Twitter and Facebook to be controlled, uh, then you're asking for it in the future. See, it's a plot. That's how it works. What do I care? If, if Facebook is censoring people, guess what, folks? Turn the shit off. Turn off Facebook. That's it. That's how that works. Slow down the needle. If Twitter is... is, is vi- Slow down the needle. Turn it off. Put down your phone. Put it in your pocket. Do something else. Ride a bike. Go fishing. But you don't have to follow the lead because sheep follow the lead to slaughter as well. So before you know it, this creeps up on you, and you're a great supporter of the LBGT community, and this is an example I'm giving, and then the socialists have taken power, they have controlling everything, years go on, you get less and less value of your life, and when you want to start revolting, they point a gun at you, and now they've become communist. And your LBGT, BGT issues, we don't have that here, and they eliminate you. So you're supporting a group that in the end result will eliminate you. Well, that's not necessarily true because there are a lot of our people that are on the top. They're they're part of the leadership of, of the Democratic Party and the Socialist Party and the Bernie Sanders movement. So you're wrong. This guy's a this guy's a moron. Really? Tell all that to Fidel Castro's friends. Where are they? They supported him. They they ran the gauntlet with him to victory. He killed them all, including Che Guevara. He made sure he got his in Bolivia one by one, only leaving beloved little Fidel and his half-wit brother behind. Everyone's going. Ask Mao Zedong. He'll tell you. Lenin, remember these guys? Look them up. Google it. Google it. Yes, tech companies are a part of the socialist movement because these moron CEOs of Google and of Twitter and of Facebook actually believe that if that were to ever happen, they would allow us to exist, not knowing they're the first to go. How many here have traveled to Cuba? Raise your hand, please. Oh, look, a couple of hands. And how many posted pictures at Facebook in Cuba? There are no hands. I wonder why. So, wake up. It's time to wake up. God gifted you with a country with imperfections, just like we are people. We are imperfect. We make mistakes. But it's the only country in the world that gives you the freedoms that it gives and the opportunity that it gives you. Just like God gives you the opportunity to believe in him or not, free will. This country gives you the opportunity to believe in the country and what it stands for. Now, in closing, I want to talk a little bit what I talked with uh, Mike Sierra on our last podcast. I had mentioned that George Washington and Thomas Jefferson had a little tit-for-tat. And I'm going to post this on the show notes. But basically what happened at the time, and we're, we're looking at around 1789 or so forth, there was federalism and anti-federalism. Now, 
federalism supports a strong central government. They basically believe in a bigger government with a lot more regulatory. In other words, um, you, if you're going to do that, you have to do it this way. You can't just do it any other way. So that's your federalists. They believe in bigger control. And there was the anti-federalists, that that was Jefferson, that they believed that the interference of government in people's lives was not needed and was not necessary. So they were the anti-federalists. So there was a little tit-for-tat between Washington, which was the federalist, and Jefferson, which was the anti-federalist. It came to a head when President Washington started picking positions from the federalists, like Alexander Hamilton, and it broke Jefferson's heart. And the bitterness was there, and they went back and forth at each other very respectfully. The majority of the nation didn't know about it because you couldn't go on Google and look it up or hook up CNN and get the latest gossip on Jefferson. So people got their news through newspaper or chronicles, and they were very slow, and there was really no mention of this because both gentlemen, that's what they were, Washington and Jefferson, made sure that this would not in any way cripple the nation, which was about 15 years old. So their differences were handled through letters with the same aid, and they were later published, but way after their death. A lot of people didn't know this, but what I just told you is what was coming out in the local news at the time, the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist. Well, today we have the same thing, those that believe in bigger government and control and those that don't. We don't call them Federalists and Anti-Federalists, we call them something else. It's time for you to really focus on value, just like you focused on when you made your first big purchase. Maybe it was a home. You and your loved ones, we went through the house, you looked at the structure, you looked at the landmass. You really did your research before you did that plunge. Or you purchased, let's say, your first brand new car. You did your research on all types of vehicles that you liked and which one was best fitting for you and what kind of interest can you get? Would the car give me a great resale value in the future? Well, just like you do that research, you should do this research. And that is what you're building and what you have built that is curtailed to you and your family and your next of kin Uh, your sons and daughters, your grandkids, and so forth, that the empire that you're building, big or small, it's still an empire. Which group do you entrust that they will safeguard your interest? Now, don't vote on somebody because they're tall, thin, fat, they have a mustache. No. Vote on principles. And things that sound good, Be careful and very, very careful of that because that's what happened. I remember my dad telling me, you see, these communists, the way they work is they tell you things that are tingling to the ear that you would like to hear, like free school for everybody, (laughs) free health care for everybody. Sounds good, but how are you going to pay for it? So... Be wary and let the buyer beware. It's time to wake up as a nation. If you're a pro-law enforcement supporter, like I am and like we are here in Raider Cop Nation, you should be affiliated more so than ever with people that think like you do. And if you haven't, you should. Because they are out there, they're trying to ruin you. And they may get one day, God forbid, but they may get what they want. Be careful what you ask for, you might get it. 
Political hacks are everywhere in our government. You can see that. Look at the FBI. Look at the Justice Department. Look at the new article that came out in the New York Times. There's a resistance fighter in, in the Trump administration slowing down everything he's doing. They're there. They're, they're trying to stop the country. For what purpose? To free you or to control you? It's time to wise up, folks. I am so excited about what's coming next. And what's coming next, we're going to go into our firearms scenario episodes. First program on firearms. And we're going to be looking at, as I said, uh, semi-automatics, revolvers, rifles, shotguns, polymer. What in the world is a polymer? Okay, single action, double action. And we will start that September 26th, and then that will go on for um, three or four episodes. And then the following year, remember what I talked about, we're going into the concealed carry, who, what, when, where, and why, and how. And we're going to look at guns, guns, and more guns, which is always a good thing. If you are a supporter of the Second Amendment like I am, I've always said if you're looking to restore a firearm that you have. You know, it could have been Uncle Joe's gun and you inherited it and you have it in the drawer and it's got rust on the side or, or let's say you brought a gun 20, 30 years ago and it's, you know, you got some rust spots there and you try to, you know, I oil my weapon frequently, but because of the sweat, your body sweat, and maybe you should have a gunsmith look at it. Maybe you have a weapon that's very nice, like I do. I have the one I use for my career, my Glock, my Glock 23. Well, I love that gun. That gun was with me for so many years. So at one point, you have to take your weapon and give it a facelift because that's important. And if you're thinking about doing all those things, I recommend that you look up Pistol Pete the Gunsmith. Pistol Pete... He is an expert craftsman and gunsmith that has done guns for hundreds and hundreds of police officers in Miami-Dade. You can look up Pistol Pete, the gunsmith, on Google by simply putting what? Pistol Pete, the gunsmith. His website will pop up, which is PistolPeteGuns.com, and the process of sending your weapon and having it returned to the specifications that you want to perfection is easily obtainable by going to PistolPeteGuns.com. I am looking forward to my buddy Pistol Pete here on the airways with me. I have such appreciation and love for that guy. It is amazing. Kilo Sierra will be with us also. Not only does he do guns and training as a range master, but he's also, that's right, the private detective. And we have a show coming up on, on, on the things he does and what his company does, and it is outstanding what they do and why they do it. So he's going to explain that in the near future to us. Looking forward to episode 54, Firearms. I invite you to bring your choice pencil, pen, crayon, marker, whatever it is. Get your notepad, paper, cardboard box, whatever it is. Join us, sit down, take your notes, get involved, interact with us as we take you through the journey of firearms on Raider Cop Nation. How can you get in contact with us? Well, our website, RaiderCopNation.com. Our Twitter is NationCop, uh, so at NationCop. Facebook, we're there too, RaiderCopNation. And you can go to our website and scroll all the way down, and those social media icons will pop up, and you can click any of them and hook up with us. I am always pleased that you 
and and I'm very appreciative that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to hear an old guy like me on a microphone. Why do we do what we do? Well, we're mentoring, we're teaching, we're showing, we're educating. In no shape or way or form have I tried to insult anybody here, and if I have, I apologize. But I am trying to open up the eyes to people that not everybody is the friend of law enforcement. And your actions will conclude who you are as an individual. That I agree with. But as a party, if you're part of the party, then you are part of that problem or part of that solution. Example, oh, he's such a great and good pirate, but he's on the ship with all the other pirates, isn't he? So could he be good or not good? It has been my pleasure and my honor to be your host on Raider Cop Nation. This is Alfred Mike. Wishing you blessings beyond measure. We'll see you soon. Thank you.